Welcome to the Dad of Ages podcast. My name is Daniel Whitworth, and I am the dad of six amazing kids ages 2 to 13. This podcast is a combination of my daily dad life, raw and unedited, and interviews with other dads as we all do the best we can in this game called Dad. Sometimes we're winning and sometimes we're losing, but the important thing is that we stay in the game. This is the Dad of Ages podcast. Enjoy the episode. Yes, I just love being a dad. It's the greatest job that I ever had. All right, good morning. It is Sunday, February 19, 2023. And today I am up much later than I have been the last couple of days. If you've been listening, you know, I was up crazy early yesterday at like three in the morning because um oscar was complaining about his toe <laughs> and then the day before it was because uh it was not much sleep because uh caleb uh puking and coming and being in our room and stuff and so um last night i went to bed at like 9 30 because me and nicole were both just a bit exhausted low sleep lead low sleep needs person or not i uh i do have my limits and so last night i went to bed at like 9:30 right after putting the kids to bed and then i was woken up by oscar crying at 10:30 so i i had basically fallen asleep i think and i oscar started like whimpering over in his bed and it was just one of those things where he just he starts kind of crying, and then he gets a little louder, and then a little louder. Finally, I get up and I try to find out what's wrong, and it's one of those cases where he just does not communicate at all. He just cries a little louder. It's like, if you could just tell me what you need. <laughs> Are you about to puke or something? Like, what's going on here? And so finally, I um, basically, like, give up and go lay down. Because um, that, that's a, there's a pattern there, you know, like, you, you just kind of, like, ask for a little while. He gets upset. And you can't communicate. And it's like, all right, well, I, I can't understand what you're saying. I don't know what you need, so I can't help you. So I'm going to go back to bed. So we that's one of the ways that we work with him that I think works so much better than the way we did early on in our parenting, where we just communicate to him like he's a real person. And we just, you know, give him choices and tell him what we're going to do and leave, leave space open for him to deal with his emotions and calm down and things like that. So... Um, so yeah, I just told him, okay, I don't, I don't know what it is you want, so I can't help you. And I'm going to go back to bed. So I went back and laid back in bed, but the full intention of coming back, right? That's the idea. And so, in fact, this time I, you know, I got Nicole to go try her hand at it. And so she went and uh, after, and actually laid in his tiny little bed with him, which I can't really do. <laughs> and just didn't seem to be making any headway. Like, again, he's just like not communicating, not saying what's wrong and we're asking questions and he just gets upset when we ask questions it's like okay so then i try my other trick and this might sound cruel but it's not so i go and pick him up gently and i say okay well if you're not going to tell us what it is you need we can't help you so um, mommy and daddy need to sleep so i'm going to put you out in the hallway and so i just go out and i set him in the hallway right outside the door and then i shut and i say when you're ready to talk to me uh, let let me know and I'll come get you or uh, you can come back inside. 
And so not in anger, not yelling at him or anything. It's not throwing him out of the room. It's literally just kind of trying to change the situation and give him a, a, a more um, drastic choice. And, I, and we find that, that that tends to be what um, works really well with the kids is that you give them choices between something they really, really don't want <laughs> and something they really, really do want. And so they're, they're left with the choice. So it's not like you just making them do something, um, although it, it is, obviously, but it's letting them choose. And so, for example, one of the things uh, two days ago, so on Monday, one of the, ch the chore is to clean a bathroom. So each of the kids... Three of them are assigned to clean a bathroom, and there's certain things they got to do there. And in our house, we do screens like in the afternoon and in the evening, like a couple hours so from three to five, and then from six to eight. And you cannot have your screen time unless you are done with your school and with your chores and your zones and room are clean. So you've done your responsibilities for the day. And so Isaac just decided he didn't want to do his bathroom. And so he wasn't getting screens and we're like, well, it doesn't work. It's not the kind of thing where you can just never do it. So the, the consequences ramp up if you don't do it. And so uh, Nicole actually did this. I think it was like around dinner time. Hey, Isaac, you haven't done your bathroom yet. Are you going to do it? No, I don't really want to. Okay, well, um, you can either do your bathroom or you can have no screens tomorrow at all. Okay, I'll just go with no screens tomorrow at all. <laughs> so he did. He did not clean his bathroom. And, um, and he did not get any screens yesterday, except he actually cheated multiple times. We caught him like watching screens anyway. And so with that, it came down to, okay, now you have to wash your bath, clean your bathroom. And also you got to clean the microwave and you got to clean out the fridge. So I, I just gave him chores to do each time he got caught being on screens. <laughs> so, so that it, it tends to work well most of the time, you know? And so normally you give him that option of like, well, and that is the option during the day. Well, you can do your school and chores during the day whenever you feel like it, except you just can't have what you want until they're done. And that works quite well. Um, so back to back to Oscar. I, uh, I got him up. I went back out like a minute later. So it, it doesn't, I don't leave him out there a super long time. Just long enough for like the, the reality to maybe set in. And he's probably still half asleep. You know, he's not fully aware of what he's doing, that kind of stuff. And, um, and so I go back out there and I'm like, all right, you ready to come in? He doesn't really sing. I just reach for him and then he gets up and lets me pick him up. And so as I'm walking him back to his bed, I, I'm just gently speaking to him. I was like, you know, mommy and daddy are trying to sleep now. It's sleepy time. Okay. And he, instead of like just whining and crying, he's like, okay, daddy. So he starts, it's like, he's, he's coming back into focus so to speak and so we have a little bit of conversation like that i put him in his bed i tuck him back in sing the little song to him and then he's fine but not really so he lays there for a little while and then starts whimpering again and it gets a little louder and a little louder and then finally nicole gets up and tries to talk to him and this time he communicates and says that he needs to go potty that was it so she took him potty went potty went back to bed fine the rest of the night <laughs> just like ah, you know and this this is the dad life you know is that um you have to welcome interruptions which i am not super good at i'm better than i used to be 
But up until this point, as Cliff would say, up until this point, or up until not too long ago, I uh, would get pretty angry at interruptions. And so I'm working on that, trying to get better at that. And um, so, yeah, today there's a good chance I'm going to get interrupted while I'm doing this podcast because it's only it's like nine o'clock and everybody's up. I don't think Nicole's up yet because Oscar's I don't think is up yet. I snuck out of the room quietly. And so, yeah, so that was my late last night. Fortunately, there were no other interruptions during the, the night. And so slept great, needed that. And um, so, yeah, there's one other thing I wanted to happen yesterday that I thought was humorous that I wanted to share with you guys. I'm, I'm actually starting to create a list of like things to talk about. Um, and I think I might even start responding to some of these Facebook posts that I see in these dad groups because I I started posting in there and responding to things and there's there's good questions in there but there's also a lot of like man I don't want to want to deal with that kind of stuff such as in these dad groups I'm in so many of the posts are these guys getting on there anonymously and talking about how they want to leave their wives or how they already did or how they you know they're wrestling with the decision to leave their wife, girlfriend, fiance, and the kids they have together. And I'm just like, seriously, guys? But I get it. There's a lot of dysfunction in the world. A lot of, uh, it's a culture that we live in. And it's a bit depressing. Because the truth is, I think I'm really thinking about starting another group. Because I can't seem to find one yet. That it's like for, for dads that want to stay. You know, are there any dads here that are, you know, actually with the mom of their children or with with a commit in a committed relationship that they don't intend to leave and children that they're trying to raise and they're just doing the best they can and maybe they want to get some help and, you know, get some relationships with other dads trying to do the same thing. Like, I don't necessarily want to be... um working with a bunch of dads that are just calling it quits or in the, 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 the kind of relationships where they get the kids on weekends or every six months or, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't mean to be judgmental. I'm not saying that it, I, I just don't feel like I have anything to offer those kind of guys, those kind of dads. That's where I'm, that's where I'm coming from. It's not, I don't think badly of them. I don't think there's something like that I shouldn't associate with them or anything like that. It's just that, what I'm trying to do, what I feel like I'm being led to do uh, with this Data Vedas podcast, with um, ultimately turning this into a kind of coaching, perhaps, business, is that I I want to help dads who have had similar experiences to me um, and overcoming, you know, anger issues and, and not having a dad of your own kind of issues and... and um, n- And I don't feel like I have anything to offer the dads that are just calling it quits and leaving or are, you know, on part-time custody kind of dads and stuff. So I don't know. I could be wrong, but that's kind of where I'm feeling right now. And maybe it'll grow into that. I don't know. But my, my initial or what I'm realizing, and this is what you do. So if you're starting something, uh, business or whatever, it's like, I didn't know exactly where this was going to go when I first started and I still don't honestly, but I, I'm getting a little more clarity as I dive into it, as I engage in the space where I, I feel that I'm called to, you know, uh, be of service and help 
And so uh, it all brings clarity, which um, is ultimately what you're looking for to um, do what it is you do. And so anyhow, back to there is one thing I want to talk about. Uh, so Dylan, so Dylan, our oldest, he's 13, going to be 14 here in a couple months. Uh, he we are doing with him something called planned emancipation. I'm not going to get into all the details right now. I'll probably save that for another uh, episode, but it's from a book called Feeding the Mouth That Bites You, and it's by a psychiatrist, psychologist, Dr. Wilgus, and he advocates for this idea of basically treating 13-year-olds and up as young adults and not as older children and giving them certain freedoms and responsibilities different than the, the younger children have, and so when you give them a freedom... It's literally like you give them a freedom, you never take it back again, because guess what? In just a few years, they're going to be out of your house and they're going to be free to do whatever they want anyway. So you might as well start training them how to deal with uh, having all those freedoms and responsibilities that come with those. And so um, in Dylan's case, you know, we let him keep his room how he wants. We let him do his school and chores whenever he wants but he still doesn't get screens until they're done. So it's like the screens themselves are not a freedom. And we had a, a big argument about that a while back where he thought we, we would change the screen rules and he, and we, and um, he thought we had taken away some freedoms. Like, no, the screens were never a freedom. Those were a privilege that you get by, you know, doing your responsibilities. And so you still have the freedom to do your schoolwork and your chores whenever you want. Like, we're not going to tell you when to do it. You know, it's the kind of thing like you're responsible for that. You know when co-op is, you know when things are due. Um, but we do actually make him make a plan for the week. And so it's not a 100% freedom. And so that's the other part is you can give the freedoms kind of in phases. So in his case, he can do his school when he wants, but we do make him plan it out. So like on Thursday when they get back from co-op, that he has to write out his plan for the week, like what days he's going to do what. And so he has to ch he has to stick to that plan. And before he can have screens during the day, he has to show us that he's done his plan or uh, made an official request to change his plan, that kind of thing. So, And at first it was a bit rocky and challenging, but lately it's actually been working quite well. The other thing, um, he so... One of the other responsibilities is we took him off of the chore chart, which I'll probably talk about that another day. The chore chart where we keep track of all the kids doing their responsibilities during the day and, and other things. <clears throat> we took him off of there so that he's not under the same obligations that the other kids are. So he's never going to be kid of the day, but he still has to take care of his own laundry, you know? And so now he kind of has to like manage that on his own and not just do it when we tell him to. And so that's another freedom is that he can wear what he wants. But if he starts to stink, we can tell him you have to wash your clothes, which has happened a couple of times. <laughs> and, um, and so he's not on the chore chart anymore. And he also is not on kitchen cleanup anymore. So in our house, the, all the kids, you know, minus Oscar are responsible for cleaning the kitchen after every meal. They each have a specific responsibility. And with Dylan, we took him off of the, kitchen cleanup but now he is the sole person responsible for trash so his job is to make sure the trash is never full and that all the little trash cans in the house are emptied every week which have we actually have days assigned for that 
And he's also responsible for making sure that the recycling gets out there and that the trash and stuff gets to the curb on the day it's supposed to be there, all that kind of stuff. So his job is to basically take care of the trash in the house. And so we've also given him uh, more of an allowance than the other kids. So they, the other kids get these little doodots tickets that's part of the chore chart thing that we do. And they're effectively worth a quarter each. So it's like four of them is a dollar. And we give them a ticket for their age. So Caleb, he gets nine because he's nine. And then they get like five tickets for being kid of the day. And so they typically get kid of the day twice a week. And so they end up getting like, you know, 10, 19 tickets, which is the equivalent of like four-ish dollars, $4.50. And so Dylan actually gets $7 cash each week for his allowance, which is more than he would get if he was doing the ticket system. And uh, he can also earn money through babysitting and other stuff. So, um, so he gets the cash and he can actually change them in for tickets and buy from the family store and stuff. But what I have started doing early on and what I kind of slacked off on and now I'm back doing it is like, basically when it comes to the trash, I don't want to have to keep telling him to do it. That's half the point of this planned emancipation is him learning to just be responsible for his own stuff and not have to be micromanaged. Right. Which has been a challenge because we, Nicole and I have been rather micromanaging in our parenting style. So it's kind of a big shift and we've been working on this for a few months now. And so it's kind of, it's gotten to a place where it's working pretty well. But um, one thing I'd slacked off on is the trash reminders. And so often I'd find myself like the trash should be full to overflowing. Dylan, you need to take the trash out. Just just be like every day. He just simply, you know, 90% of the time would not do it on his own. And so finally, like yesterday, I decided, all right, well, I'm going to start charging you a dollar every time I have to tell you to do your job. So straight up, just a dollar. And so... After $2 yesterday, he decided to take the trash out last night without being told. <laughs> and so I uh, um, I went and talked to him because it was like after dinner time. And I had been working in the office and I, um, I walked out and saw Dylan in there playing um, on the Nintendo in the playroom upstairs. So I started walking downstairs because I was going to go check the trash. And he like shouted out for that. Hey, I already did it. <laughs> And um, so I went and checked anyway, and sure enough, it was all done. I came up, I was like, hey, I guess that uh, losing those dollars worked. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> nope, that's not what it was. <laughs> so it's just, it's, I don't know, I found that to be humorous, is that, you know, of course he's not going to admit that the dollar fine when he forgets is actually what causes him to remember, because he doesn't want me to keep doing that. But I'm going to keep doing it anyway. But what I'm doing differently than I've done before is I'm not going to like go to him. I'm not going to rub it in. I'm not going to try to make him feel bad. That's often what I would do in the past. And um, I'll probably talk about that more in other podcasts about my past dad failures and the ways I'm learning to do things. And But um, yeah, so that's uh, that was kind of funny to me. And um yeah. So uh, what do I got on tap for today? Well, we're going to Bush Gardens today. Yeah, this afternoon. It's got a Mardi Gras theme going on there. So we're going to take the whole family, no babysitters this time. And we're going to go up to Bush Gardens this afternoon, do a show, get some yummies, and then head back home. Because I have my first interview for the Dad of Ages podcast 
uh, coming up tonight at seven o'clock with my good friend Joe. And then I got another one on Tuesday and another one on Wednesday and another one on Thursday. I got four of them lined up. And so that's pretty awesome. I'm excited about that. And um, yeah, so that's pretty much my day. I'm up late now. It's after nine. So I probably, uh, one other thing I did yesterday was I actually did my workout later in the day while the kids could see. So normally I do the workout like first thing in the morning before anyone's up. Because again, I don't like to be interrupted. And, but yesterday after being up so crazy early, I went back into bed after um, Nicole got up and I just laid there for like two hours because I, I really was quite tired after I recorded the podcast and such. And so again, it was like nine o'clock before I was up and out of bed. And um, normally I'd use that as an excuse to just not do it. But I'm like, no, you know what? There's no reason I can't do it with the kids can see. In fact, it's probably better that they see because then they it's a modeling them, you know? So I did. And I suppose I'll do that today because I didn't do it this morning. So Anywho, I suppose that's enough for this morning. Let's see, where's my Zoom at? It never tells me how long I've been talking, but it's probably been long enough. I think I'm averaging like 20-ish minutes each time, so I kind of have this internal clock of like, yep, I've talked long enough. So anyway, um, thanks for listening. This is the Dad of Ages podcast. Daddy, daddy, I love you. Oh, my dear, I love you, too. Daddy, do you think I'm beautiful? Yes, I do. Daddy, pick me up so high. Throw me up so I can fly. Is there anything more wonderful? I don't think so. Because I love me.